to the table tonight, and we're a little crazy. We we just got bold, or I got bold, and said we were going to we were going to teach on Revelation tonight, the Rapture. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like what's to come. <laughs> um, and uh, this is a very hard book. Uh, it, you know, it 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 tells what's going to happen. That's one thing about God. He tell he's he is from the beginning to the end. He's told us what's going to come, so it's completely finished. Like we know what's to come. But Revelation is a very hard book to decipher, and there's many, many theories on what's going to happen because they use a lot of symbols and different things that mean this, and it's very, very hard. So if you are going to tackle Revelation, I really believe that you need to find you. I use, We use John MacArthur on this one. I was going to say, you showed me the Jet Tour, jet of, tour Revelation. of Revelation. Jet Tour of Revelation. It's a one-hour series, and I mean, he really... Good. You can you can listen to him on this one, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and he moves able. pretty quick, yep. but it makes sense. It does. It does. So, um, we're not going to focus on like the tribulation because we're not going to be here. Um, I want to focus on kind of like what we're going to go through. Um, and and I'm a pre-trib girl. Lisa's a pre-trib girl, mm-hmm. and so that's how we're going to teach it because I believe that that's how it is. Um, Two people that I know that are that used to be post-trib. Um, that are now pre-trib are Jimmy Evans and Jack mm-hmm. Hibbs. So that yes. makes me feel good yes. about the Yes, Jack Hibbs. Yeah. I love Jack Hibbs. Yeah. I love Jimmy Evans if you haven't heard him. And David Jeremiah does a really, really good job. I really mm-hmm. learned a lot from him about the, the thousand-year reign. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But the first thing I do want to talk about, because I left y'all hanging last week about the, the Messiah 2030. And um, so I've looked into it, and I can't find the author. I can find his name, but you can't find anything on this man. And they did use AI to, what they basically did is they, I don't know, that's over my head, but they put all this stuff in there and then they pull out all of the scriptures that point to 2030. So this can't work for like 2031 or it can't, it it has to be this time Mm -hmm. or it doesn't fit with scripture because you have, there's a set, because right now, like it's saying the rapture happens in September because that's the Jewish festival that I've been talking about and it happens to be in, in our September um, and then, um, then it's the seven year tribulation mm-hmm. and then Jesus comes back in 2030. So it can't work. Like the worst thing that can happen is it just doesn't happen. But this is the first one that's been without a moon or an eclipse or something like that. So that's what caught my eye. Um, I just recommend everybody just to kind of go and this is the first what that's been without a moon or an eclipse. A prediction of okay. the end, like everybody pr- predicts Jesus coming back by an eclipse or the full moon or a blood moon or whatever, and you always hear that. This is this is from scripture, but like I said, they used AI, so that makes me a little iffy. But what they're saying is that there's six days of creation, and that is basic. Like you know, the world says this. This world is billions of years old. Mm-hmm. They've actually increased it uh, because there's not been any monkeys turned into men. So they're like, what's going on? It must have taken a lot longer. So now they say that it's like 20 billion years old because there's no evolution of monkey to man. So that's just a bunch of bull. So what this does is this teaches that it's that right now our world, our world is 6,000 years old. And plus, before there was sin in the garden, there was no death. Mm-mm. So, like, dinosaurs couldn't have lived in the Ice Age um, because there was no death. No animals died. No nothing died. So, basically, when you look at the world and what they teach, it's going to be to hide God. So, they don't want you to know that the world is 6,000 years old. And, basically, the way that this works is they're saying on day one, uh, God separated the light from the darkness. And they say that was fulfilled in the garden mm-hmm. when... Uh, sin was separated from, you know, sin and sin and uh, the communion that they had. So um, that was fulfilled. So that was a thousand years. That was the first thousand years of, of the earth. One day is two thousand yes, years. Yes, that's, mm-hmm. there's, there's two ways to use that. So, so that was the first thousand years. That's what happened. There was sin entered. And then on the second day of creation, uh, God separated the waters from the waters. And so they say that that next thousand years is when the flood occurred. So the, our world's been 2,000 years old. And then in the third thousand years, which is on the third day of creation, um, God made land. And they're saying that in that thousand, in the three thousand years of the earth being that old, that that is the time period of Abraham when he was given land and seed and all that stuff. The fourth day 
listen, I, this, is gonna, this is gonna test me. Fourth day was birds of the air. <laughs> I should have wrote it down, but anyway. Um, it Every year, every thousand years matches with the day of creation. And this is the crazy part. So at the end of 6,000 years, that is when, the, so that's where we are right now. We're 6,000 years. So in order for this to work, Jesus will be raptured up. It's very clear on the rapture. So I was, I loved it because it really pointed to the rapture. But the on the seventh day when God rested, that's the thousand years that we rest with the Lord. It's a lot. It, I mean, I'm like, oh my goodness. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. And so worst case scenario, it don't happen on, on, in September, but like, you would be silly not to just look at it and uh, be ready because that's the Jewish festival. Festival Jesus came the first part of his life when he was introduced. He came on the spring festivals. And so the fall festivals, we believe, is when he will he will rapture the church and then the tribulation and then he'll come back. So hopefully we are that close. Like I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get up out of here because this place is crazy. Well, there's nothing else that has, there's nothing that has to happen no. for us. And, so and it, it could it, happen it, any moment. That's right. That's right. So, um. But, um, so that's, that's about that. So that everybody can just, you know, use their own. It, and the Bible says don't despise prophecy, which we sometimes don't believe it. I think we believe God's word, but we don't really believe. Well, and something that while I was studying this that I learned is God gives us prophecy to comfort us. That's right. Um, yeah. Well, comfort the believers and yeah. warn the non-believers. And you have to understand that not everybody's going to understand the Word of God because it's a mystery. And so really only the people who are have the Holy Spirit living in them, the Holy Spirit's what reveals the Word to you. And so if you don't have that, you're never going to understand this. So if you are struggling with any part of the Bible, the best thing to do is, is pray before you read. I mean, because that's who's going to teach you that stuff. Like, nobody believes that. But that's how I learned the Word of God is through the Holy Spirit and listening to pastors and, and things like that. So... You know, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter, like, when the rapture is and all that stuff. But um, I'm comforted yes. totally yeah. by the rapture. I, and I'm going to tell you why I believe in pre-trib. So, when you open the book of Revelation, um, John, okay, so he's the disciple that we've been talking about. You know, they all scattered. And, and so, we kind of, you know, last week we talked about Damascus. And this, this right now, we are, we're, we're in the trib. Not really. We're just teaching about the trib. We won't be here for all this. But this is kind of what it's going to look like. You know, everything destroyed and plagues and seals and all kinds of stuff. It's just crazy what's to come. And nobody talks about it. Um, but if you really knew what was going to happen, um, you would make sure that your salvation was secure because it will be horrific. Like as soon as the church is raptured, it begins immediately. It's kind of like Noah when he went into the ark, God closed the door and it it began immediately to rain. So, well, and I can't, um, I don't understand why why it's so hard for people to accept Jesus and the eternal gift, the free gift, because knowing what's coming. I mean, once once the rapture happens and we're gone, the people left here on earth, they're stuck. They're stuck. They're trapped. Mm -hmm. um, and I was um, read uh, listening to Jimmy Evans, and he goes on to tell about how Noah, when they got on the boat, they were God shut them in. Shut they sealed them in. And yeah. so everyone else on the earth was trapped to, yeah. to what was getting ready. And to they happen. were trying to get on the boat and they were begging to get on the boat. Mm -hmm. But, um, and everybody made fun of Noah, you know, for, yeah. I mean, it took him a long, they thought he was crazy. They thought he was a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, this, you is know? Our, this is our free escape from, yeah. from yeah. that. And, and I don't understand that. It's hard for me, but you know, um, but non-believers, it says that rocks will fall. They will beg the rocks mm -hmm. to fall on them because they hate God so much, you know, and he won't do that. He won't let the rock kill them because he's like, mm -mm, you don't get out this early. You rejected Jesus. That's the unforgivable sin. And I'm not even going to let you go out early. You're going to finish it to the end. Now, you know, there's a lot of death in the very beginning. Like a third of the earth population is gone. Mm -hmm. Like you think COVID was bad? It ain't going to touch it. So wrath is coming, and why do we have wrath? Because you, the people who are going to experience God's wrath has rejected his son. So there's no other way to heaven. There's no other way not to go through the wrath. You either believe in Jesus and or you're, you're doomed. You well, and something else, just, just to get back to how easy this is, is the thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. All he had to say was, remember me mm -hmm. to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus told him, I'll be, you'll be with yeah. me in paradise But the today. other one rejected him. Mm -hmm. And the other one rejected him, and he was trapped mm -hmm. for eternity. Yeah. So John is the disciple that we're talking about. And the reason 
that John, um, John was on an island because he would not stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And so they either murdered uh, most of the disciples, and we're going to go back to Paul, but I just wanted, we just wanted to kind of take a break and kind of hit the end because we are in a crazy time. And I mm-hmm. think that people really need to start getting in the Word of God and getting your life ready, getting your life straight, making sure that you hear your Holy Spirit. That's something that I've been helping my husband with. Um, he'll pray about something, but it takes you a minute to hear the Holy Spirit, recognize his mm-hmm. voice. But now, like this, I know what he's saying. And usually I am, you know, I can recognize it. You test it still because mm-hmm. this, because Satan is a deceiver, but you have to hear. He's not accusing. He has so much grace. He's always pushing you. So if you have something in your head, because you'll have two voices. I always say like Tom and Jerry. Like yeah. remember Tom and Jerry? They had the little devil and the little angel. That literally is what it is. Because the devil is always going to be telling you, trying to get you to take the wrong road. And that and Holy Spirit is going to be like, if you just listen to me, mm-hmm. you won't ever take a wrong road. You know, and so that's what, that's what our problem is. I, I think I have healed from all the, the wrong roads, you know, and so um, I'm just now being able to have a, a vessel worthy of, you know, and I tell Lisa all the time, she's like, well, I'm just not I'm, as far as you are. And I'm like, girl, I had to, I had a lot of, hard. I had a lot of baggage that I had to take care of. And so therefore I don't think it's going to take her as long because um, she don't have all that. So. Um, all right, so let's get in Revelation. So John is on, is exiled to a um, island called um, Patmos. Patmos, yes. And he, there's nobody else there. He's all by himself. And it says that he was. Um, this is what I love. He's not even. He's there by himself, and he's worshiping on the Lord's Day. I believe it was on a Sunday. Um, and he is told to what shown so much stuff and told to write it down. And so this is why. You know, that's crazy, but John is the one that, that went through the whole crucifixion. The, no one left him. And I believe, I really believe that that's why John was spared. That's just my opinion. But I think that, you know, God's over your days anyway. Um, and I, I, we need to understand that, that your days are numbered and there's not a COVID virus or anything that can take you out before you're supposed to go. So you need to rest in that because God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to die without God letting you die. So... Um, anyway, so, so John wrote Revelation and he showed him many, many things, but we're going to start with the letters to the seven churches and why is that important? That's the first three chapters of Revelation. And so he's writing these letters, um, to, or these, these were actual churches. Mm -hmm. And so the seven churches were literal churches in Asia Minor. Okay. And they were so when we look at the seven churches it's like seven examples of us so you'll find yourself your relationship with Jesus in one of these seven churches and he tells you kind of like it's it's kind of for our good to kind of self reflect on so the first church of Ephesus he they abandoned its first love of Jesus and his teachings ephesus was um in a in the culture center of Asia, Christ's letter to the church of Ephesus praises the congregation for its deeds and hard work and um, for its rejections of the uh, uh, false apostles. But despite its hard work, Christ faults the community for having forsaken the love that they had, uh, the forsaken love, which means they used to love Christ, but it's kind of like they forsaken him. They've done a lot of good things, but... Not for the love of Jesus. So they have, uh, you know, abandoned its first love, which is Christ. And so you just go through. Um, there's so many different churches. And it talks about um, these. This uh, the church of Smyrna. It was a large Jewish community, but it was hostile Christians. And the revelation of that church. Let's see. I'm doing this on my phone because I didn't write. Uh, the for its it was uh, its material poverty, but its spiritual wealth, and acknowledge its wrongful persecutions. Christ does not reprimand the, this church, but warns impending imprisonment for some of its me- members, urging them to remain faithful even to the point of death, and remember the promise of their victor's crown. So, um, 
Basically, he uh, this letter warns all Christians that although we may suffer greatly, the length of tribulation will be short compared to the promise of eternal life. So this these guys didn't stay they didn't like stand in their faith. Like when bad times came, they just fell all to pieces. And so he uses that as an example. This is the church. I don't know how to say this right. Perg Pergamum. Mm -hmm. um, the Lord calls on the community to repent or risk the judgment that will. Um, will be the sword of his mouth. So when Jesus comes back, they'll be, they say the sword of his mouth. I don't know if it's a literal sword, because like I said, there's a lot of um, hidden meanings in this, or if it's that he's, you know. But anyway, that's how they will die, um, be taken out if they aren't, um, they, if, they're found, if they're found. And they're very pagan too, pagan influences. Mm -hmm. um, churches sin by denouncing some of its members by following false teachers. So like it, back in this time, you know, no one, no one had Jesus. No one really knew about Jesus. So there was a lot of people that were teaching, and it was false. And you had to have the Holy Spirit to be able to discern who was who was false and who wasn't. Um, and so, like, there's there's seven of them, and you just have to read them. I mean, it's very, very easy to... Um, and they each have their own personality. They, they yeah. do. They do. Um, let's see. The the one... And this one is a... This one's the, the spiritual um, dead church. How do you say that? Which one is it? Thyatira? Yeah, something like that. These words are just crazy for me. But anyway, although false prophets remain unrepentant, Jesus affirms that the congregation can can still repent. So these are warnings. These aren't like, this is what's going to happen. But he's warning you that if it doesn't happen, um, then this is what's going to happen is the wrath of the Lord. So our Lord faults the church for maintaining an outward appearance of being alive while actually being spiritually dead. So that's a lot of people. Um, in our church, they're serving and they're doing all these things. And these are the people that Jesus is going to say, who are you? And they're like, but Lord, I did all this stuff. It's like the people that have all these, um, look like they have this beautiful life on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And, then, and they're just spiritually yeah. dead. It's no, no, no fruit. So, of course, what we want to look like is the Church of Philadelphia. Let me get to it real quick. There's a lukewarm church, too. We'll talk about that. But the Church of Philadelphia, the church that wait, patiently endures despite weaknesses. That's This is the one. So I'm going to read all this. Philadelphia was the home of, to a synagogue community. Um, and it was, a hostile, it was hostile to Christians. Christ praises the church for remaining faithful in trials despite their limited strength. You have to remember they didn't have a book that could comfort them. I mean, they had to really just focus on the, the word of that they've been taught. And so they were very faithful. And so that's who you want to be. You want to be like the church of Philadelphia. But you don't want to be a, uh, the Laodicea because they're lukewarm. So let me tell you, Christ scolds this church for allowing economic prosperity. Mm -hmm. That's where most of us fall in that. This is this is the church that the almost, this is the world church. Um, and, it, and, and they're spiritually bankrupt. But they have lots of wealth in the world, but they don't have any wealth. And so... Um, you have to look at what, at these churches, and it's it's hard to read. And I've never been a first first through three Revelation person. I like the action, but these are very important for you to understand, so you can self reflect and see which where you lie. You want to be the one that is endures to the end, stays faithful, even though you have weaknesses. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He gives you strength to get through it. Um, oh, Revelation three fourteen says, "As the Amen, the faithful." In the true witness, Jesus exposes the deceit and superficiality that characterizes the assembly in Laodicea. Mm -hmm. The city was known for its wealth and industry. The Laodiceans claimed to be rich, needing nothing. In reality, they were wretched, miserable, poor, miserable, mm -hmm. poor blind, and naked. Yeah. So these are just a, a kind of a warning to us as well. Like, read it. Figure out where you are. Because you mm -hmm. can, like, I can pick out things that I, I related to. Like, the lukewarm. Yeah. That's, that was me, you know. Um, until, you know, the Lord, I don't know. It's just weird because I didn't like want to become a Bible thing. I mean, I love the Lord, but I never thought I'd be. You want to say it just happens. But it it's, does. It's not. It's yeah. like he gives you the, I don't know. It's just really hard. And that's why Paul says that he can't boast about anything because, you know, it was all, all Jesus that called him. So. In Revelation, the reason that I believe that the church is gone is because the first three chapters is about the church, okay? We just went over that. Well, you go to chapter four, and it, you're in the throne room in heaven, 
There's no more mention of the church. There's no more mention of the church until the very end, until like I think chapter 19 or something like that. So if you think that the Lord would not give us information on how to survive the tribulation or endure the tribulation, he would have. He would. He gives us verses to comfort us. And, it, and so like some of the Christian people don't have the Holy Spirit who think that they're Christians don't have the Holy Spirit in there. So, so that's why I feel like you don't understand where everything falls because it's it's just hard for like it is it just I don't understand how people can be post trib and all that stuff mid trib and all like you're not in it anywhere after chapter three. Well, I was listening to Jack Hibbs and there was a, a preacher that he really admires and listened to and said he was post trib, but it wasn't because of anything in the Bible. He had a dream um, that you know he was about the tribulation so. And he was there. So. Everything is revealed. Yeah. Oh, well, he may be there. You know, I mean, I don't know. You, you, it's it's really hard. So, I mean, like, I'm but not going to That be was one of the things he said. It wasn't because of the what was in the Bible or not in okay, the Bible. Okay, so, so is God's going to send him a, a, a dream that is contradicting God's word? That is not. He had and a that, dream. And that's but, what he started talking about. Yeah. You know, it may not have been from God. Yeah. So, in chapter 4, you're in the throne room. So, the rapture happens between 3 and 4 because after chapter 4... The church is never mentioned until, let's go. This is kind of where I want to um, talk about everything. And um, there's a lot of stuff that happens that if you're not saved. But I just want to give comfort tonight to the people who, you know, are scared of maybe what's coming. Because I will say, I have, to, I have a little fear of the unknown, like... I don't like roller coasters, and so I'm like, <laughs> is my stomach going to feel weird when I'm caught up? Violent? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just am fearful, but, like, it's not going to be fearful. There will be no fear. That That's just my well, human I'm fearful mind. that I'm not done enough that... Um, you know that ain't true. Like, you, my, my family's not ready or, you know, those kind of things. But then um, I feel like once we are raptured, like, I'm not going to have any of that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... God's going to take care of yeah. all that. So. Yeah, so so what everybody has to understand is, like, you're going to go to heaven for what you believe. There ain't a thing that you can do. Like, you go because what Jesus did. But he's going to give you, like, a piece of paper. I mean, like, I'm just saying this. Like, a job description. You have a job description that you're in charge of. You probably have, There's probably people's names that are listed out for you because you have a good work that was created before the foundations of the earth, before you even on here. And um, we all have it. And that's what Satan is keeping you from. He doesn't want you to become who God has created you to be. So he's going to throw all this stuff to get you caught up to where you can't be who God. Because when you become who God created you to be, you have power. Mm -hmm. Just how it is. You have so much power. You don't aren't bothered by anything. You have so much peace. Um, you know, and he knows that whatever you do is what the Lord has laid out for you. So it's going to be everything and more it's a it's so there'll be blessings and he doesn't want you to do that and so he's going to keep you caught up in the world but whenever when you realize that you have a good work i don't care who you are i don't care when you've been saved you have a good work and i think um there's going to be a lot of people that are going to see maybe what the lord had planned for them i think when we stay in the front of jesus and because we don't have to have we don't have to be scared of standing in front of him like there's two judgments and it's not really judgment for us but everything that we do like every podcast we'll be, I teach. We'll, or, we'll be held accountable mm -hmm. for. Yeah. He's going to say, okay, Christy. And there's a bunch of books that's going to be pulled out. When it's my turn, you go up, you stand up on the little thing in front of Jesus, and they're going to pull out the books. There's going to be a bunch of books, and then there's going to be one book. And the book, um, the one book is the one that you really want to be in. But this other book over here, all these books, this is what you've done your whole life. What you've said, what you've not done, what, you know, um, and I think at that point, because nothing can go into the new kingdom that hasn't been taken care of, you know, like, so he's going to make sure everything is taken care of. If you have a, if you didn't say you're sorry, I think everything's going to be taken care of right there. And he's going to, you know, uh, you'll, pre you'll present everything that you've ever done. So like every podcast, everybody that you share Jesus with, that is your works that will be documented in a book. That was one of the um, things that really stuck out to me is like our response. We know about the rapture. We know we're going to be taken and caught up. It's our responsibility to help take as many people. That's right. That's as, what as you're supposed can. to do. Everybody thinks that, like, 
It's not that you have to do anything other than maybe share your testimony with someone. You know, you're just, you just have to plant a seed. And everybody, this is the crazy thing. Like, you can come just as you are. I don't care if you're on drugs. I don't care what what it is. You come just as you are. He doesn't ask you to clean up. He don't ask you to do anything. But when you accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, your Holy Spirit's going to clean you up. And so it, it is impossible to live a life of sin that you have chosen um, and the Holy Spirit be living in you. Because he's not going to let you live like that. He will make you miserable. He will make you fail. He will make, he will take you to whatever extremes he has to, to get your eyes open. Um, and so like, you have to look in your life and be like, is the, is the Lord revealing anything to me? Is he doing any kind of work? Is he asking me to do anything? And if you're just living your best life here on earth, you really need to consider your salvation because that's just not how it works. That's what the world says. The world says that you can go up and accept Jesus and then just live your best life. And that's just not how it is. So that's the, that's, you're being deceived. And, uh, so we're going to talk about the very, the very, um, there's so much stuff like there's, we can see what's going on on earth. That's one thing that promised, like, I I hope that my dad can see everything I'm doing, but like, um, for 30 minutes in heaven, we're going to stop worshiping because we, we're not going to believe what is going on on earth Mm -hmm. so we all know we all know what's going on i don't know if it's be a big screen tv or how it's going to be but um you know it's 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 not going to be anything like we are familiar with tvs and stuff like that like it's going to be better than anything down here so don't think that it's going to be boring or or anything um and we don't stay in heaven you know a lot of people think oh we're going to spend our forever and ever and ever and ever and that is false if you are taken up by the rapture, you will only spend seven years in heaven. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But that's where you get your reward. That's where the marriage supper is. So that is the crazy. That's the people who don't believe in the rapture, like at the post, like you don't get the marriage supper. You don't get to be with your family. Like, because some people think at post that you go up in the air and then you immediately come back with Jesus. No, you don't. We're up there with the marriage ceremony and we're having reward and we're celebrating because we have kept the faith. So, and one of the other things that I was studying was the parable of the um, ten virgins, and so mm-hmm. five were wise and five were foolish. And so, yeah. what happens is they were um, to keep their oil in their in their lamp to stay ready for the bridegroom. And uh, so five of them, they stayed ready. They did what they were supposed to. And the other five, they were foolish and they didn't. And mm-hmm. so the bridegroom comes back while they're off getting, looking for oil uh, for their lamps. And um, they're not, they're not allowed mm-hmm. in. So the door shuts. Yep. They're trapped. Again, that's another thing that I keep saying and I kept coming back to is once, once the rapture happens, once that door was closed, they're trapped. Mm-hmm. Once Noah was sealed on the on the boat on the ark, nobody was getting off, and nobody yeah, was getting on. You're sealed to your fate. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you've chosen, and so and those people were probably about to lose their mind because they couldn't get on that boat. Yeah, you know, and then just com- the despair after mm-hmm. like yeah. you knew what you should have done and you didn't do it. That's and what it's so, going to be. Yeah. That's going to be your hell. I, th- I mean, not that there's not a literal hell because there is, but do I believe that hell's just a bunch of fire? Mm-mm. It's torment. It's torment. Um, for eternity. For eternity. You are separated from God. You are tormented by your biggest, darkest There's fears. There's no light. Mm-mm. It's all dark. Like, So, I mean, like, people are like, oh, hell is not a place. You are being deceived. You are being deceived. And um, here's the thing. I always tell people, if I'm wrong, I'll turn. I'll come back as something else. You know, because they always talk about, like, you know, um, come back as a dog or whatever. You know, some people believe that crap. <laughs> I mean, that's the worst thing happened. I can, I'll, I'll find out that I was wrong. But if I'm right and the Bible's right, that's a big chance for you to take because it is, I mean, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So you can't afford to be wrong on this and you can't afford to listen to somebody else. You've got to. Your salvation, is, yeah. it's a choice, mm-hmm. your choice. It's not somebody else's yeah. choice. It's not a group effort. It ain't a. You know, hey, come, let's go do this. It is a person. Like, when you stand in front of Jesus, there ain't going to be nobody else up there with you. There's not anybody. You can't blame it on anybody else. You can't say, well, I didn't know. You can't, you can't say anything, you know. Um, 
he is, he, that, I can't imagine, that is going to be the saddest day when people find out, who really think they're Christians, they have found out that they have been deceived by Satan. Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine the despair and the, oh man. Well, all the people that talk against Jesus and speak against him and say all these things and there's no God and, you know, all the atheists and stuff, could you imagine? I know. And it's it's going to be every knee will bow. That's right. And every tongue will confess. Because, you know, you might not make a a decision about Jesus here, but you have to make a decision about Jesus. You have to deal with Jesus. If you don't make a decision about Jesus, you're making a decision. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you'll stand in front of him. It's either be raptured to heaven or to hell. That's right. So, in chapter 19, that's kind of like when we talk about the church a little bit. This is this is kind of like getting ready for what's about to come. So I'm kind of going to fly through here just a little bit because I'm just I'm just teaching out of the Bible tonight. I was telling her I didn't take any notes because this is just clear. Um, so there's going to be a loud voice um, of great multitude in heaven, which is a representative from every nation, crying out, "Hallelujah, Hallelujah!" I sound like, I sound like Medea. <laughs> hallelujah! All right, salvation and glory. The power belongs to our God. For his judgments are true and just, for he has judged the great prostitute who had corrupted the earth um, with her immortality and has avenged on her the blood of of his servants. One more cry, they cry out, hallelujah. The smoke from from her goes up. So this is kind of like after it's over, like like when when it's destroyed. Um, Praise our God, all of his servants, you you who fear him, small and great. And so it just keeps going on and on. So then all of a sudden, the rider on the white horse. So this is him when he sees Jesus coming. And so Jesus is going to come. There's going to be a big fight. They're all going to be fighting against Israel. And the Antichrist, they're all going to be there. Captains, kings, all of it. Great men, people who we fear on earth. Like, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking about like, these are going to be like people like like Putin level, you know, um, who are some of the other people? Well, I mean, Trump level, you know, like top people that are generals and stuff, and they're all going to be fighting. And they, I just don't know, they don't believe this. So they don't believe that Jesus, like, this is what it says. So you would think, like, when they go to do this and they're in that moment, wouldn't they be like, Doesn't the Bible say yeah. <laughs> Isn't this familiar? We are supposed to be on here, you know. And then all of a sudden, the heaven, the sky opens. It says, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called faithful and true. In righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like flame on, a, on fire, and his head are many diadems. And he has a name written. I do have my glasses. He, does, he has a right, uh, name that is written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a, in a robe dipped in blood and the name which is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, that's us. That's us. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, we will be in fine linen, and we'll be on a white horse. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to. And we're following him. From his mouth comes a sharp sword. I know this is hard to envision. I don't know if it's a real sword, but it, I think it's kind of like the word of God, because it says the word of God is a is sharper than a double edged sword. So I don't know, but it's the, he's coming with a with something. I think it, it is to kill. So. Um, with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun. Still, you just don't really know what that means. And with a loud voice, he calls to all, this is great, he calls to all the birds. To fuck, he's like, fly over here, come over here, because something's getting ready to happen. Come gather for the green for the great supper of God to eat all the flesh of the kings, the flesh of the captains, the flesh of the mighty men, the flesh of the horses and their riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like he calls them before it happens. Mm-hmm. Like it's about to happen. So, um, and listen, the world has already been. This is after the tribulation. So the world has already been plagued and plagued. I mean, these are people who 
have endured to the end. Mm-hmm. And these are armies. Um, and they are in this big fight. And so, like, it just blows my mind that they don't see what's going on. So, the false prophet, there's several. Like, we always talk about the Antichrist. But there are going to be several that we have to, well, we don't have to, that the world will have to deal with. Because there's a false prophet, which that's the Pope. And let me tell you something about something I heard about the Pope. <laughs> so, um, he is the, I don't know what the number is. But a man a long time ago had a dream. And I don't I don't remember if it was like the 108th Pope or how many. But who, whatever number was said to have, have um, been prophesied, our Pope now is that number. So you could probably Google it and you could probably get the story. Um, I, it just came to mind. I wasn't even going to share that. But that's what's crazy is like we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. And the reason I feel like Jesus is coming back is because all this gender crap, all this, you know, going to try to change this kid into a girl and a boy, like, they've the world's already done enough to the kids. And that's why I'm kind of, like, glad we're going to be on the white horse so we can watch everybody that we have talked about. And, you know, you hear all the child sacrificing and all the things that are done to children. I mean, the children, that's it. Like, we think we're persecuted. The children have been a that's been how Satan's done it. That he wants the sacrifice of children. And, and we just have a, I didn't know about it. But now that I know about it, it's just crazy. Because you just, like, you would have never thought that he would have. But all through the Bible, they're sacrificing of children and things like that to Moloch. I mean, it's, it's all through the Bible. We just didn't learn about it. We learned about Jesus as we should. But we didn't learn about our enemy. And we didn't look into... I have this in the back of my uh, Bible. That's what I was looking for. It's pages and pages of prophecies that have already been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's some that hasn't been. So, like, if you look at all the prophecies that have been fulfilled, why would we not expect the rest of them to be? You know, like, they were fulfilled to a T, not a, not one wasn't, except the ones that are to come that point to it. So, I want to talk to you about the thousand years. So, okay, so we, first of all, the, um, I need, I need to go before I go to the thousand years and talk to you about the false prophet. But there are several that we will be dealing with. Like there's a false prophet. So, um, let's see. And the beast was captured. So there's a beast. And with it, that's weird, with it. It's a beast, I guess, a literal beast. The false prophet, who, who in its presence has done the sign. So he's a miracle worker. He's going to be able to work miracles by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire, fire that burns with sulfur, and the rest were slain by the sword that comes out of his mouth. So everybody was killed right there, except for the false prophet and the beast. They were thrown into the lake of fire. Um, and I don't think they burn up because it's forever. So this isn't a fire that is going to... You get thrown into the lake of fire, and then you're just, you don't know anymore. No, this is forever. So, um, he was sitting on the horse, and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. So, that is exciting, I think. Just an exciting part. He calls the birds. He kills everybody. Slaughters them by the sword of his mouth, whatever that means. And then he grabs the false prophet and the beast and throws them alive into the lake of fire. Yay. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. So, like, that's the end for a little bit. Like, when that happens, that's it for a little bit. The thousand years. So, that's what we're waiting on. Uh, that This is a thousand, literal thousand years. I believe it's a literal thousand years. And um, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding in his hand the king, the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain. And he seized the dragon. So, there's going to be a dragon. There's a beast, a false prophet, and a dragon already. That ancient serpent, so that's Satan, Lucifer. And let me tell you what, his real name is Hallel. Did you all know that? I can't believe no one has ever, 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 I've never heard a sermon where, Makes where sense, Jesus, or Jesus, Satan's real name, it's Lucifer in English. His name is Hallel. Just like, you know, kind of like Superman, you know, all that, all that stuff. Like Superman was really a fallen angel. Hate to ruin Superman for y'all, but all that. So any, like you got... Uh, Michael, Michael, you've got Gabriel, and you've got Hallel, which mm-hmm. is Lucifer. Lucifer. Crazy how all that stuff works out. And so, anyway, 
He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So he will not be present. Evil, sin, nothing will be present for this thousand years. And he threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him so that, that he might not deceive the nation any longer until the thousand years were ended. And after that, he must be released for a little bit. Um, so, uh, so a lot of people are like, I mean, just keep him there. Let's not release <laughs> I know, him. I know. I was like, why has he got to come back? But the reason that he has to be released is during the tribulation, okay, like when we're raptured out, there'll be no church here. That is what, so when you take the Holy Spirit out, because I will never be quiet. Christians will never be quiet to where people can be deceived. So they have to take the church out. So once the church is out, Holy Spirit's gone, um, people are going to be forced. I mean, I don't think that everybody thinks he's going to, I think there'll be peace for a little bit, but I don't think everybody has to like the Antichrist. I don't believe that. I don't think that they, you know, I think that they will be forced because if you don't take it, like if everybody liked him, then everybody would take the mark. So there, it's going to be a force. Well, how is it going to be a force? Oh, gosh, I hate to tell you all this. Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were, were those to whom the authority to judge was com committed. Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded mm -hmm. for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast... Or its image. So there'll be an image of the beast as well that you'll worship uh, for people who don't. But this is talking about the saints. So if you don't take the mark, you'll be, you'll be beheaded. So yes, everybody will get a second chance if you don't, if you miss the rapture. But you'll either be beheaded or you will die or you will live all the way through. So if you're this like. This is another part to talk about how easy it is to have eternal life with Jesus. Yeah. Like who wants to go through this? Mm -mm. Like it's going to be so much harder to even tr be a Christian during these times. Mm -hmm. Like it, it almost like you're not going to be able to because of all You'll have this. to go to like underground. You'll have to, I mean, you'll have to hide. Like you're not going to be able to walk around town because. You're not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> if you endure to the end, because you will, there'll be, there'll be several that endure to the end. And maybe it's just the ones who at the end become a Christian before, because I mean, people will be saved during the tribulation. There'll be people who have babies and get married still during the tribulation that just blow, or maybe they're probably already pregnant. I can't imagine somebody wanting to have a baby once all this stuff starts happening. Um, but so there'll be, there'll be saved people coming into the thousand years uh, that have endured and they'll have natural bodies and we'll have spiritual bodies. It don't, I don't know. The glorified ones? Weird, yes. <laughs> we'll have the skinny ones. They're going to be jealous of us. So, um, yeah. So, you, it's, it's not, you don't want to be left. And, um, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, some of y'all probably that aren't Christians, I think they're going to be the leaders of the tribulation. You know, um, people who didn't believe in Jesus. Maybe their grandmother took them to church or whatever and they'd miss the rapture. They're going to be like, Oh my gosh, my mama was right, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, um, and so, where I, some is of them, the hundred and forty-four thousand Jews that, that are... comes in the tribulation? That's kind of that's before where we are. And okay. um, yeah, there'll be a hundred and forty-four that are just preaching up a storm, and they will be able to just. I mean, it'll be the biggest revival, I mm -hmm. think. That, but most of those will. I don't know if you. Don't, I mean, I don't know who's gonna who's gonna die. Um, but like the two witnesses and I mean, there's so much that we didn't talk about, but like there's two witnesses that can't be killed. And then finally they're killed and laid in the street on CNN for three days. And then they, they, I mean, it is, it's very action packed, but it's not anything that you would ever want to be participating in. Jimmy like, Evans was talking and he, he thinks it's, uh, Elijah. Elijah. Not, yeah. Because yeah. they were, they did not they did die. Not. So it's like we have a first death and a second death. It's, some people do. If you're Christian, you're not. But there is a second death for people who reject Jesus. So it really is about Jesus, guys. And and so like people are like, oh, I don't believe that. Then why are we not allowed to talk about God? Do you really believe that it's because other people, no, believe other things? It's because there's power in the name of Jesus. And you're not allowed to preach in the name of Jesus. You're not allowed to talk about Jesus. Something else I saw, there was a general in the army. And he said that he used to, there's, he goes underground a little bit. And uh, 
he says that in some of these underground things, um, I mean, it's it's so crazy. I don't even know, know if I want to go there. But anyway, he says that when he was down there working underground, you were not allowed to say Jesus. It was pretty crazy. We don't know what's going on. We just live this little life thinking that we live in a supernatural world and we don't believe the supernatural. We don't believe Jesus is coming back in our lifetime. And it's just, I don't know. Okay, so, so we're going into the thousand years. Well, first he has to, um, let's see where we are. You're going to reign with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead, so like people who died, they're still, they're still in the grave. So all the cemetery that you have in your towns, only the Christian people rise up with the rapture. The rest of them stay in the ground. And they're still in the ground. They've, they're still in the ground through the tribulation. They're, they'll be in the ground through the a thousand years. None of those bodies raise. And then anybody that dies in the tribulation, that like the, a third of the, the earth, that is going to happen right when the tribulation starts. They're going to stay dead if they're not, you know. So, so the, he's raised the saints. Um, he's going to raise those up, and we're all going to go into the thousand years. And that's when it gets good, because um, let me get here. New heaven and new earth. So we aren't going to be in heaven for a long time. They're, we're not going to be sitting in the clouds with those little fat angels that the world <laughs> shows you that that's what's just happening. An angel doesn't look like that. Again, the world doesn't want to teach you the truth. So it gives you these visuals to kind of desensitize you, I think. So like if you really saw what an angel looked like, you would be you would you would be scared, I think. You would be um like some of the de de descriptions like not, some of them yeah. with like eyes all over the place and then there's some that are just warriors, you know, and and look like men. Hebrew says that we even entertain angels without even knowing it. So um that's pretty cool too. And a lot of times in here when John is seeing this stuff. He falls down and worships the angel like his, that is, you know, telling him. And he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm your brother. Like, get up. And so I'm like, I don't know what I'd do if I ever saw an angel. I probably would fall down too. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. It's just so overwhelming. And so I've tried to put myself in there like what I would do. I would be scared. But but John was taken away in a vision by the Holy Spirit. So he... um and I think he also, um, another thing that makes me think about the rapture is when John, the he heard the voice say, come up here. And that's right after chapter three. So he's he's like, come up here. And then he shows him what's, what's going on in heaven while the tribulation is going on. So that's another reason I believe that we're right there. Okay. The new heaven and the new earth. This is to bring you comfort and to tell you what we're, what we're getting ready to go through. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. Um, and I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with him, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, no crying, no pain, no former things have, have passed away. And so, um, here's another thing. There's two judge, there's two judgments and everybody thinks we're going to the great white, white judgment. We're not. That is only for unbelievers. So, um, I hope we don't there. Like, you know, in Matthew, it says he separates the sheep from the goats. And uh, we're sheep. So we don't want to be goats. Um, sheeps. We're sheep. sheep. And um, so it, all of this is so hard. But this is to give you comfort. Like, you're not going to be cry, crying, mourning, no more death, no more nothing. Um, but that's at the new earth and new heaven. So that's at the very end. So when you stand in front of Jesus, you're going to have an emotion. You're going to have, if, if you've been given a good work and you haven't done it, and you haven't done what you're supposed to do, you think you're going to be happy looking at Jesus saying, I should have done better, shouldn't I, Lord? No, you're not. You are going to be devastated that you did not become, he, because you, he, I think he's going to show you your blessings and your treasure and what your life could have been. And that's going to be tough. But then when we get here, he's going to take all that shame and guilt, because there is no shame and guilt. But there is going to be a minute, I believe, that you realize and I think for me too, that I didn't, I didn't, there was a, like a bigger work if I'd have started earlier or whatever, there was more treasure that I could have had. And, and, um, 
And so after that, that is kind of like when I believe that there's no more shame and guilt mm-hmm. and um, he's going to wipe away every tear. There'll be no more death, no more pain for, for the former life. Um, things of the life have passed away. Um, he's making all things new. And uh, so he is te- this, he's constantly telling John to write these things down, write these things down, write these things down. So the new Jerusalem, so that's what we're looking at. So you look at Jerusalem right now. There's going to be a new one. That one's going to be taken out, and there's going to be another one come down from heaven, and we're going to see it. It's going to come down. We're going to witness it. And that's where, um, and it's really weird because I think that we will have, I think we will live all over the earth because I think we'll. Um, I still can't grasp how I know. It's just hard. It is. Again. It is just like, it, it is. It's crazy to think about all of it. But, okay, so the New Jerusalem. Then came um, one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven uh, last plagues and spoke to me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit on a great high mountain and showed me a holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of the heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a, the most rare jewel, like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and all the gates had 12 angels and all the gates there was the name of the 12 tribes. Now, we've talked about this before. Remember at Pentecost, mm-hmm. when Peter is speaking in, in, a different, in, a, in a different tongue, he is, you know, everybody, these 12 tribes, every, there was one representative from el, every tribe that heard it, and they were able to take it back. So it's the 12 tribes. Um, and so it just describes all this stuff. Um, the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were 12 names with the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And um, it talks about, hold on, let me get it. Uh, the wall was built of jasper while the city was pure gold. I mean, we're talking There's about There's gates that royalty. are built out of pearl. Mm-hmm. Clear glass. The foundations of the wall, the cities were, um, had every kind of jewel. I mean, from sapphire to, I mean, everything. Emeralds on, um, some of these I don't even have heard of. Topaz. I mean, there's going to be everything in there. Um and I saw no temple in the city. So there's not going to be a temple um, where you have to go and worship. Oh, this says the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl. Mm-hmm. So when we say, oh, gosh, we're going to heaven to the streets of goat. Now, I don't know that the streets of goat, if, if they really are streets of goat in heaven. But that's not what, like, every pastor I've ever heard of has, I've never heard about. Like, never preached on the new earth. The new, the, nothing. It's always, but we're going to the heaven to live with the pearly gates and all that stuff. This is what you're talking about. The new earth, not heaven. So, um, that's, it's just a lot. It is. And, um, so Jesus is coming. And so this is the last part. Um, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things. For the churches, I am the root and the descendant of, a- of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come and let one, let one who hears say, come and let the one, hold on, there we go. The one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take water of life without a price. I am, I warn everyone whose heart, who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. That's scary. What verse is that? Um, that is Revelation uh, 22, uh, 18. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God will take away his share of the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So it, it there's also a tree of life, and it talks about the river. I mean, it t- it is very descriptive about what it looks like, but it's hard to understand. Is it a literal tree, or is it, you know, what it is? Um the last thing that Jesus says is, He who testifies to these things, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord, of the Lord Jesus be with you. Amen. Amen. So Jesus is saying, I'm coming soon. You know, like we, we, think, we think that it's so far away and it's not in our lifetime or whatever, but I believe we are the blessed generation that's going to see it all. I just do. I think every one of us were created for this time. You were created in 2023 to endure what we're about to endure. Um, verse 17 of 2217. Um, this is the final invitation in the Bible. The first part of the verse is an invitation for Christ to come back to the world. 
the last part of the verse is an invitation for the world to come back to Christ. So again, like this is going to be a time where it's very hard. Yep. Yep. But you have to endure. That's right. And this is the last invitation. So it's Revelation twenty two seventeen. And so right before um, that, we are forever, forever, forever. It says the judgment before the great white throne. So this is only for people who've rejected Jesus. So we, I don't believe we will be there. Um, I don't think we're going to witness it. That would be horrific to sit and watch all these people get thrown well, and into I was the listening. I can't remember who I was. Maybe it was Jimmy Evans, but he was like, "How cruel would it be to have a husband? Your this is your you're your the, wife, and, yeah, uh, and you're mm-hmm. just like, um, well, I'm going to make you go through this before mm-hmm. I, you can. Yeah, come I mean that's horrible. Me. That would yeah. be horrible. Okay. That would be a cruel God. In it his would. Life. He's not cruel. So the judgment before the great white throne. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, from his presence, earth and sky fled away, or the present, I'm sorry, the present earth and sky fled away, no place was found for them. And I saw a dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. And I was telling my daughter about this on the way to school today. Um, I was like, do you know that there's books right now that is being wrote about you in heaven? And I said, somebody is up there writing everything you say, everything you do, all your works, making it down. Because that is the book that's going to be opened when we stand in front of Jesus. Because Jesus is going to see what all we've done, you know. Um, Then another book was opened. So there's going to be another book, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades, which is what when people die and they're not uh, a Christian, they're death and Hades, gave up the dead who were, in, who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them according to what they had done. So that right there shows you that you have something that you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, you're doing evil things, and this is what you're going to be judged on. Mm-hmm. So your good works, anything you've done good won't even be brought up. It's only looking at your bad stuff. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, which means all the people that um, were already dead. Then the second death is the lake of fire. And if anyone that was not found in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So I looked up like what lake of fire was because I thought, you know, is it literal? And it says the lake is um, the lake of fire is a term used in only a few verses in the end of Revelation. Jesus refers to Gehenna hell several times as well as outer darkness. These all seem to be different references to the same. Hell is a lake of fire, and outer darkness are terms of describing the final destination of those who reject Jesus. This is a state of complete separation from God, never-ending and inescapable. According to the Bible, the lake of fire is the second death. This is the ultimate consequence of sin. Because you've already been, like some of these people have already been through the plagues and everything. Like they was, there's, there's different degrees too. Like we have reward, different reward in heaven. There's going to be different degrees of hell. So like if you was really bad, you're going to get the worst. If you were just a little bad, you still rejected Jesus. You'll still, I mean, it's still be, you'll steer, you're still away from God. So, which is totally to be cut off from God. The lake of fire will be placed of suffering and mis- a place of suffering and misery. So that's a lot. Even through hell, even though hell is described as uh, using uh, like fire and flames, it is not meant to be thought as like a physical place. Hell is described as a place of torment. So it's not like just a place of fire. Uh, There's torment. Um, Initially intended for purely spiritual beings, which that's where the demons are right now. (laughs) That's where... um, That's where some of the... Not the lake of fire, but they have... There are people... Um, spiritual beings that are already there. In fact, the worst aspect of hell is eternity is the eternity of consciousness, guilt, shame, separation of God, and all form all forms of goodness are gone. In the sense, hell is far worse than a literal inferno. A pure physical hell is actually not as terrible as what the, the Bible describes. The worst is being separated from God. So, like, I think a lot of people would rather burn than have the guilt, the shame, knowing that you rejected, that you were here forever, there's no end, and it's forever, forever, forever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I one thing that I hope is that when, you know, Revelation, of course, we're doing, I'm doing a terrible job at this because I'm, this is, I'm a Revelation girl, but, like, 
you need to listen to some sermons from John MacArthur, David, you know, uh, Jack Hibbs, uh, David Jeremiah, Jimmy Evans, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Evans um, on the rapture and the tribulation and the seals. I mean, it's going to be horrible. And so, like, I know a lot of moms have a burden for, like, their kids or their husband and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of people will say, you know, what what should I do? Um, you need to start telling them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it gets easier, doesn't it? Because, like, we both have had to share some things with our kids. And it's, like, it's weird at first. So, you're mm-hmm. like, Mom, you're talking about Jesus. You know, that's weird. We don't talk about that. Or if you pray with them for the first time, they think it's weird. But the more they see how faithful, like when you help them through their problems and you're always pointing to Jesus, that's one thing I've done with my daughter Carly is that, um, you know, we really prayed about what her next steps were going to be after college. And she felt like the Lord gave her the answers uh, to, you know, kind of, kind of, we're going to set out a year. Um, you know, college isn't for everybody and like it wasn't for me and I, you know, I'm not sure what the answer is for her, but she just felt so, so, so much anxiety about going to college and so it's, when you start talking to people about things in their life that's going on and you're constantly like, listen to the Holy Spirit, pray about it, whatever, they, God shows up and they see how faithful he is. Like, he's never let me down. Never. He's never not shown up. He's never not done what he said. He's never, like, failed on his promises or anything like that. So you have to believe in a literal devil that is deceiving the world. This is his kingdom, his system. His people run it. His music singers, his movie actors, his everything. And uh, it is going to be crazy. And and when I tell people, like, you have a book that is being wrote about everything. So either you're storing up treasure or you're storing up wrath. So it don't really matter. I mean, like, everybody's like, oh, that's just what you believe. No, this is the truth. This the is the truth. And but people, I mean, we've taken the Bible out of school. If it wasn't the truth, why would we take the Bible and stuff out of school? Why would we, why we are not allowed to say the name of Jesus? Seriously, why do they care? I mean, do I care if somebody says Muhammad? No, I don't care. You're allowed to say Muhammad wherever you want to. That's not, that's not, uh, not allowed. You just can't say the name of Jesus. So, um, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's, and they really believe they're going to win. There's one Bible verse that, um, I found that kind of, um, gives me hope for the rapture it's first thessalonians 5 9 uh, for the pre-trib rapture Mm -hmm. for god did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our lord jesus christ who died for us that's right so no wrath no No wrath wrath. he's not going to go back on his promise and then of course revelation 3 10 i always have to go to that one because that's my favorite one that's where i feel like um I never, I'm, I'm old, and it takes me a minute to find Do you want to borrow my glasses? Is yours bigger print? Will you look up Revelation 3.10? That's mine. Um, oh, right here it is. I think I can read it. I will make them out. I will make them and to bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Because, here it is, because you have kept my word and patiently or impatient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on earth. I am coming soon. That's it right there. Revelation 3.10. Because you have patiently endured and you have kept my word, I will keep you from the hour that is coming Amen. Amen. So I hope this has given you um, comfort. I want to tell a joke. Well, it's not really a joke, but my pastor, (laughs) I don't know if it was Sunday night or Sunday morning, but anyway, he was talking about there was two men in heaven and there was a rich man and then there was a kind of like not a rich man. And so they're both standing up there and and, um, I guess, you know, they always say St. Peter. I don't know. Peter's actually the one that meets you and shows you where your house is or whatever, what room you're going to go to. But, um, so they're up there and they're getting ready to be taken to their 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 mansions because that's what you know that's what we're promised and so the rich man they walk up to this house and i mean it is absolutely crazy like not even nothing and nothing on earth would have ever touched this house and this man this rich man's like that's mine in his mind you know he's like that's probably mine and so the saint peter tells the poor guy he's like this is your house and the guy's in his mind thinking, well, if his is that big, mm-hmm. mine is going to be big. And so they say the streets are gold and all that stuff. And so he said, uh, 
he just he was ready to go to his house. So the the poor man went on up to his house and and you know loved his treasure and all that stuff. So they went to the silver road <laughs> and then went to the dirt road. Yeah. And there was this little stick house. And the man's like, "What? You're telling me that's what I've got to live in?" And he was like, "Buddy, that's all you sent up here for us to work with." Yeah. So you have to think about that. Like you're building your treasure in heaven by how you love people here, how you forgive people here, how you serve people here. And if you do it out of um, wanting everybody to see what you're doing, that you're great or whatever, then that motive is wrong and those works will burn because you got your treasure on earth by letting everybody see what you have done. So um, search your heart, but I hope this brings you comfort. We're not going through the tribulation. And uh, I was just on TikTok earlier and there was this girl saying that the Antichrist was coming in the after the sixth. I'm just like, you know, you're going to be held responsible. I mean, I feel like this is it. I have researched it. Um, and, and I believe this is what the word says. Like I said, you can't find us after four. So we must be hiding or something because we're never mentioned. Never. So I hope this brings you comfort and that you um, start preparing yourself for a possible. Make the decision for Christ. Yep. Yep. Because Jesus is the only way. Yep. All right. We'll see you next week.